You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to another edition of the Arrowhead Pride interview series. And it's a pleasure today to be joined by former executive with the New York Jets, the GM, former vice president of football operations with the Miami Dolphins, now ESPN and the 33rd team, Mike Tannenbaum. Welcome to the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Pete, great to be with you. And uh, I'm always inspired by people that love and follow the sport as passionately as you guys do. So it's uh, our sport's popular for a lot of reasons, but it's because of people and organizations like yourself that do a great job. Yeah, I've been at this in Kansas City for 2014, so don't let Patrick Mahomes fool you. They were this crazy with Alex Smith. So this fan base really loves their chiefs. And I'm sure. Um, well, they, yes, go ahead. A, a good friend of mine is Terry Bradway, whose son, Mike actually yes. will be a GM soon. He's in the uh, personnel department of the chiefs. Mike and Terry goes back to the chiefs back to the early nineties. So I'm sure if he's listening to this podcast, he, he deserves credit as well. Okay. Well, we'll keep, we'll keep that in mind. I want to give you an opportunity here. Cause I, I think everybody has seen, you on ESPN quite a bit, whether it's talking about the Chiefs or these other teams, whatever the hottest topic is uh, on Get Up, for example. But I want to give you an opportunity here to discuss your work with the 33rd team. What are you guys doing there? Uh, I just want to give you an opportunity to give Chiefs fans an introduction to uh, what that is all about. Yeah, Pete, appreciate it. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to be GM going back to 2006. And one of the very first things I wanted to, know, to do was to, to give back and help others get to where they wanted to go. So my parents and I started a scholarship program where we gave money to students who had to work for free to get their foot in the door in sports to pursue their dreams. So we've been put, uh, having scholarships for better part of 15 years. And then when I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to be the front office insider at ESPN, basically like their on-air GM I knew I needed help, so I went back to UMass. They have a great sports management program. Um, I hired a couple of students. Uh, it went so well that UMass wanted to build on that program, and basically now uh, students get credits. We work with uh, Howard University, Michigan, Columbia, Tulane, UMass, and students uh, get credits to uh, do research. And then on the other side of the ledger, um, I started actually with Jim Caldwell and Greg Schiano, who were uh, great coaches between opportunities. And they're like, look, we want to stay current. So we started having a weekly call and we actually counted um, on one of our calls. We had 512 years of experience wow. and it's people from Doug Peterson, Bill Pulley and Joe Banner. I mean, just on and on and on. And um, we just go over what the issues are of the week. It could be things like, how would you talk to a player who's not vaccinated to how would you defend a rookie quarterback? And then we started putting out our newsletter. All our content's completely free. Our website's completely free. There are no paywalls. Nice. And uh, you can go to our site at the 33rdteam.com. Yeah, there's some great stuff right now up there on the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know they've had quite a turnaround. And so you guys asked the question, how did this happen? And so you you break it down there. And, and the thing that stuck out to me 
with what you were just talking about is, I mean, you're talking about Doug Peterson and, and Jim Caldwell, who right now are, are getting coaching interviews this week. It just reported yesterday. So you, you're, you, you have a lot of current guys that are still um, in the mix right now in the NFL. Am I correct to say that? Yeah. And I mean, candidly, like when we're, we're at our finest, um, we're, we're helping guys get to where they want to go because one right. of the things that happens is when you're with a team, you, you have limitless resources to do whatever uh, research you need. When you're on your own, you lose those resources. So uh, Peter King of uh, Monday Morning Quarterback SI, mm-hmm. he actually did a story on Dan Quinn. So Dan was the head coach of uh, the Atlanta Falcons. He gets let go. Yeah. And he spends about six or seven months just trying to learn and get better. We paired him with a couple of our students. And, you know, Dan Quinn publicly has come out and said, like, our resources helped him get better. And, you know, we take a lot of pride in that. Um, we probably didn't impact Dallas's defense as much as Micah Parsons, although I like to think <laughs> he did. Um, but I think what we did is we gave him another pair of hands. And now we have three or four students that have a meaningful relationship with Dan Quinn. And I take great pride in that. Um, we've placed eight students in the NFL. Wow. Um, eight men and women. And, you know, I talked to one of the GMs that hired two of our students and he's like, look, when people are doing research for Bill Polian and Doug Peterson, like they're way more qualified than people just that are on the streets. So uh, we we've had a remarkable success at placing students who want to work in the NFL. All right. I do want to get to some of these chiefs personnel decisions, but just so to, to put a bow on the 33rd team, just how can people, find it what's the best way to follow it on social media and so on and so forth you can just go to 33rdteam.com and we have um, a free internship program where uh, students learn from the people that have actually made decisions like mark trustman former nfl head coach talking about how to coach a quarterback we have countless gms that talk about how to write a scouting report and how mm-hmm. to build a team and uh, we have uh, a great friendship with uh, people at pff chris collinsworth and steve palazzano um, and they educate the students on analytics and, and decision-making. So when they're done with our program, which again is completely for free, um, they greatly enhance their chances of having a meaningful career in pro football. So uh, 3013-33rd.com. We're excited to be talking to you at Arrowhead Pride. We'll continue to have hopefully have some cross content here and, and really excited about what you guys got going on there want to change the direction of our conversation to the Kansas city chiefs and just talk a little chiefs football. You've had plenty of experience in the front office and different positions, GM, uh, as, as we were talking about executive uh, vice president. And I, I think what a lot of chiefs fans are wondering right now, and, and it, and it, it feels better. I think to chiefs fans when it comes from an outside source, you had the ups and downs of Patrick Mahomes this year, which was uncommon. I mean, he was the cream of the crop. And really without argument from 2018 to 2020, where there seemed to be some struggles this year. What have you seen in Patrick Mahomes and Archie's fans right in feeling, OK, uh, this is the Patrick Mahomes we're used to in their performances against the Raiders and the Steelers. And can they feel comfortable, in your opinion, of Patrick Mahomes being, quote unquote, back in, in a sense? Well, yeah, and I would say it's really more about the team. Um, yeah. You know, one, one thing that Brett Beach and, uh, you know, Coach Reed have done a great job of is the real challenge is um, building on the fly, rebuilding on the fly. Um, it, and I learned firsthand in the form of years of my career, Pete, working for Coach Parcells. Uh, in 1996, the New York Jets spent more money than anybody in football and won one game. And we got there in 1997, Coach Parcells, Coach Belichick. I was fortunate enough to be hired. And I saw firsthand what it meant to 
have a culture, to have a winning program. And I think the day that Andy Reid walked into that building, that became the standard. It could have been Alex Smith and obviously now the great Patrick Mahomes, who obviously has, you know, greatness, Pete. But the reason I bring that up is the standards are the standards. And what's really hard is, as Patrick has gotten his well-deserved extension, other players are going to graduate. It's just the math, right. uh, be it Sammy Watkins or whomever. So when you go out and draft Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith and you sign Joe Tooney, those things don't happen overnight. Orlando Brown doesn't happen overnight. There are growing pains. And as great as Patrick is, and to me, the definition of greatness, Pete, is make those around you better. Yeah. It's going to take a minute. But I think the growing pains of September and October will serve them well come December and January. I do want to ask you about that offensive line because I, I think – quarterbacks get a lot of attention when they're on their rookie deal, but you have Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith and Lucas Niang. Niang probably more of a question than the other guy just because he missed that year, but he's coming into his own battling some injuries. How much of an advantage is just having those three guys locked up on what would be a rookie deal for the next three, four years here? Oh, it's massive. It's, 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 it's huge. It just, um, just allows you to go do other things like go get Joe Tooney and yeah. you know, Joe graduates from, the Patriots and they could sign them. So um, you can't pay them all. That's just, it's right. algebra. You can't pay them all. And Patrick Mahomes is going to retire Kansas city chief. You don't negotiate with Patrick Mahomes. You just pay the bill. You just find out how much <laughs> it's going to cost. Yeah, yeah. And then other, other players are going to graduate and you have to do what they did, which is go with young players at certain positions. Um, and I'm as excited to talk about the other side of the ball. I love gay and Bolton. I think yeah. they're really good underrated linebackers. Yeah. Have you ever seen or do you ever recall seeing anything like the 2021 Chiefs defense when they were just uh, so poor uh, at the beginning of the year and just to have the the turnaround uh, that they did and really stemming from what was, as you were saying, a lot of these younger players? Yeah, well, it's because they were led by UMass educated Steve Spagnola. I mean, that's really the only reason <laughs> yes. they're having any success on defense whatsoever. No, I, I, I love Spags. He's a good man. He did go to UMass. Um, look, I, I'm, I, I really think that when you watch the Chiefs and break them down in a meaningful way, it, it, and, you know, I'm guilty as charged, right? I'm on ESPN, and right. it's quarterbacks, it's offense, it's point scoring. That's what's one of the many things that makes our sport so grandiose. But when you really break it down in an honest and sober way, the Dallas Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, those three teams have great defenses. Right. And – it, it's not the headlines. And I think also having Ingram there sliding Chris Jones back inside has helped. Uh, I think Sneed and Ward are somewhat underrated, although I think they're starting to get some publicity. But I think it's because it's a lot of the young players, and to me most notably it's Bolton and Gay, that because they could run, I think that's where they that's where we've seen a lot of the improvement. And obviously health, you know, when you have Frank Clark and Chris Jones out there with him. And Ingram doesn't have to be an A. He's not an A anymore. He's probably a B minus if we're being honest. Right. But it's another pass rusher that takes some of the load off of those other two guys. So I think it's been personnel improvement. I think it's been coaching improvement. And I, I again, to me, what's going to be so fun about the next month, Pete, is those three teams with headline quarterbacks actually have very good defenses. Right, right. And I, I think the thing I like about the Chiefs defense is it just feels so complete right now. You have your stars in Matthew and Jones and Clark, but before I, I think it was like these guys need to play well. Now that they are, you're starting to see, I think, the other defenders on that unit take advantage and, and play better. 
want to ask you about Ingram in particular. You had mentioned it yourself, but that deal, is that uncommon to see an AFC team give another AFC team such a, a piece? What did you make of that trade, given all your experience on that side? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question, Pete. I would say sometimes it, you make trades of convenience, which is maybe that was the highest bidder. And yeah. if you were going to cut him, you're going to say, you know what, I hate seeing this guy go to Kansas City, but we're going to cut him, so let's get what we can get for him. Got it, yeah. And my goodness, it, it's been such an advantage. We'll see what, what happens with that six-rounder that the Steelers were able to get back. The AFC as a whole, I mean, the way that it's kind of going right now, it seems a little bit like the Kansas City Chiefs and everybody else when it comes to, I think, a complete team. In your estimation, you cover the entire league here. Who's the biggest playoff threat, do you think, to the Chiefs? The Chiefs already clinched the AFC West. They're going to host a home playoff game. Who who would you, if you were a Kansas City Chiefs fan, who would, who would worry you the most and, and why right now? Um, I would say if healthy, if healthy, mm-hmm. probably Tennessee because – yeah. They have the best, you know, kryptonite for Patrick Mahomes and Derrick Henry. You know, where basically they're going to say, hey, Coach Reed, we're going to hand the ball to this guy. You know it, we know it, and here we <laughs> right. come. And it reminds me of the great Jet teams I were on where we got the back-to-back championship games. Yep. And we we ran it, our opponents who we were going to run it, and they still couldn't stop it. And if he's healthy, that's the one team to me that could go in on a cold, blustery day in January and and, and, and you know, Maybe Buffalo, but I think Buffalo right. has a fatal flaw this year. No one's talking about this. You know, they just beat New England. They gave up five and a half yards a, game, a carry this game. Jonathan Taylor was someone they couldn't stop. And obviously, New England ran the ball, but for three plays against Buffalo up there. And one of the things I've learned in my experience, there's some things you can fix in season. We already talked about some of the younger pieces that Kansas City has. I don't think you could fix the run defense. Star Lotu Lale is not the same player. Tremaine Edmonds really hasn't gotten better. So I think a team, if they attack Buffalo patiently, can really uh, – I, I, I think Buffalo is going to struggle in the playoffs because of it. Yeah, worth noting here, Tennessee has done a nice job just holding down the fort and waiting for Derrick Henry – actually will benefit the Chiefs if they keep a high seed because maybe someone else might might knock them off before they run into Tennessee. And then if the season it's, ended – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's funny you say that. Like, no one would ever admit it. But, like, that's what happens this time of year. Like, you're rooting for matchups. Like, you know, right. Brett Beach or Coach Reed will be like, well, we'll play one game. Like, that's all BS. Like, behind the scenes, are like, oh, my God, I really hope we don't have to play this team. Yeah, and as you had mentioned as well, with Indianapolis having Jonathan Taylor, and he's second in MVP voting right now, and they would play the Buffalo Bills, you know, if the if the season ended today. Uh, so it should be an interesting wildcard week, and I know a lot of Chiefs fans hope that the Chiefs are off. I want to go around the AFC West for a second and just talk about the future, and then we'll touch upon uh, Chiefs and Bengals. But inside the AFC West, I tend to think there's going to be at least one team looking for a quarterback this offseason in the Denver Broncos. Um, potentially, I think the Las Vegas Raiders, if, if they end up going complete rebuild with a new coach, we know that uh, they are likely to have a new coach. What do you make of some of the quarterback movement that could happen? We know that Russ Wilson could become available. I, I know that you have discussed Aaron Rodgers on shows like ESPN's Get Up and NFL Live and, and different opportunities there. Uh, what do you make of maybe the quarterback carousel when you have Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert installed there? What, what do these other teams do, you think? Yeah, that's what's so much fun about my job. I trade Russell Wilson to Aaron Rodgers every 10 minutes. I mean, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's so much fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, who do you want me to trade him to today? 
Uh, look, and I have 20 years of scar tissue by answering this question. When I was in the AFC East, for as long as I was, you mm. know, you went to bed every day and woke up and say, like, can we beat Tom Brady? And the honest and sober question that the Raiders and the Broncos have to say is, can we compete with Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes? You know, year in, year out. Right. And, you know, I don't think you can. That's not to say that Derek Carr can't go win a game here and there because obviously he can. Right. But I'm saying consistently. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders or Denver makes a ton of sense to me for a number of reasons. If he's going to be traded, obviously they're going to want it out of the conference. It's closer to the West Coast. They have a good defense. They have young skill players. So, yeah, I think I think that makes a ton of sense. And, you know, if I'm Russell Wilson, you know, it, it's probably a very similar discussion. But Aaron Rodgers to me in particular – to Denver or Vegas makes a ton of sense. Well, you will end up seeing what happens. This could be quite a division with the quarterback play all of a sudden if you have Mahomes and Herbert and someone like a Rodgers or a Wilson or in a weird world, somehow both of these guys. Because I know there there have been connections with, I believe, Rodgers to the Broncos and Wilson potentially to the Raiders. Can you imagine a, a division with these four guys playing each other eight times a year. They'd beat up on each other. Maybe only one or two teams could make the playoffs. I want to uh, just ask you about this Chiefs-Bengals game. It's a huge game all of a sudden in the AFC. Who would have thought, you know, when the schedule comes out, uh, that week uh, 17 here would be such a big game between the Chiefs and the Bengals? Uh, widespread net, what are your what are your thoughts, initial thoughts on this contest uh, coming at us on Sunday? Yeah, I, I know Cincinnati really well. I've covered them for ESPN Radio. did a couple of their games. And yeah. Bur- 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 I mean, you know, Staying obviously, he's playing obviously very well. The thing that's interesting about Cincinnati, and this is where to me it's going to be a great chess match, is T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and obviously Jamar Chase. It's hard to have three corners to match up, and mm-hmm. I can't wait to see how you know Spags defends them. You know, does he travel play man to man? Does he sit there in a zone? Um, it'll be interesting, and Cincinnati is going to score points. They're, you know, now their fatal flaw is their offensive line, and. If Kansas City can get there with four, that'll make a big difference. And as improved as the Bengal defense is, I I don't see them slowing down, you know, Patrick Mahomes. And so I think it's a high scoring game. I like Kansas City. I think Cincinnati is going to put up some points, though. Well, what is interesting, and and I I think that might be music to our listeners' ears, is just the fact that the the Chiefs' defensive line right now is cooking. I mean, that to me is the the key to the whole defense at this point. And and for the Bengals' offensive line to be weak, I I think that should really play into Kansas City's hands. You would have thought, okay, well, the Chiefs got the Cowboys this year, but C.D. Ladd missed a half. Amari Cooper was out. So this is probably the the biggest offensive test uh, that they'll face. Zoning in on, on Joe Burrow, is is Burrow on on the Mahomes level? Do you think right now the the Jackson and the Dak Prescott is he there for you after last week's performance? Yeah, he's pretty close. Uh, I put out a ranking every week for ESPN.com. Okay. It's going to drop here in a couple minutes on Wednesday morning. But yeah, he's he's pretty good now. Is he built to last? You know, he's been in the league for a year, got hurt. Um, I, we'll see. You know, one of the things about Patrick that he doesn't get enough credit is his short area quickness and his ability to slide in the pocket Pete avoids some big hits Joe Burr is a good athlete not a great athlete and if I had one concern about him it would be sustainability okay so that's good to know so I think Patrick Mahomes is, is kind of learning that, that that you have to sort of stay on the field there and so um I think you're seeing that progress as we go along all right well listen that this was some great insight um Mike I, I hopefully this is the first of of 
many meetings and, and discussions with us in the future as we begin our work with the 33rd team. You can catch Mike on ESPN, of course. We talked about the 33rd team. Also on Twitter, at Real Tannenbaum. Uh, again, we, we greatly appreciate it. Thank you for joining us here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Thanks, Pete. And again, congratulations with all your success. And uh, I think all, all of us that work in sports are inspired by your passion and uh, how thoroughly you guys cover the team. 